Hey, faithful listener. Thanks for tuning in to the P40 Ministries daily podcast. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow spiritually so you can grow personally. Let's grow together by building a consistent Bible reading routine. This is Jen, your host, and today we will be discussing the book of Matthew. Hello, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast this morning with your host, Jen. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning so that we can read the Bible together. So let's go ahead and turn in our Bibles to Matthew chapter 26 verses, let's see here, uh, 69 through 75. We're going to finish out this chapter of Matthew. And after this, we only have two more chapters left of Matthew. One thing I've kind of noticed between the Old Testament uh, episodes that I do in the New Testament episodes is the Old Testament is a lot less dense per chapter than the New Testament is. And I guess I never really noticed that before because the chapters in the Old Testament tend to be a little bit shorter, I've noticed. And the ones in uh, the New Testament, for example, this entire chapter had 75 verses. So this one, this chapter, I think, took us five or six days to get through. So a couple weeks of episodes for sure. But that's just something I noticed that was kind of interesting. And the reason we are still in Matthew when we are now in season two um, with the exit this series and stuff like that. So let's go ahead and read these verses, and I will be reading out the W.E.B. version of the Bible this morning. Now Peter was sitting outside in the court, and a maid came to him, saying, You were also with Jesus the Galilean. But he denied it before them all, saying, I don't know what you're talking about. When he had gone out onto the porch, someone else saw him and said to those who were there, This man was also with Jesus of Nazareth. Again, he denied it with an oath. I don't know the man. After a little while, those who stood by came and said to Peter, Surely you are also one of them, for your speech makes you known. Then he began to curse and swear, I don't know the man. Immediately the rooster crowed. Peter remembered the word which Jesus had said to him, Before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Then he went out and wept bitterly. This account is very important to the story of Peter. This is where he denies Jesus, but he had claimed before that he was not going to deny Jesus because Jesus had already warned him. He was like, Peter, you're going to deny me tonight three times. And Peter was like, no way, I'm not going to do that. And he was determined to prove Jesus wrong, as you can see by the fact that he was following really far behind Jesus and was sitting in the court here. And likely he was able to see what was happening to Jesus because there was a lot of times an outer court and an inner court and stuff like that. And if this was the priest's house, uh, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the customs and culture was back then about guests, but it seems to me like strangers were allowed to go into the outer court and kind of just chill there. And uh, people back then were much more open and willing to having strangers uh, inside and outside their houses. In fact, I heard somewhere that it was actually considered rude to not invite uh, people to your house or something like that. Or I can't remember exactly what the custom was. But one way or the other, people were much more open and willing to allow strangers to stay in their houses and stuff like that, much more than we are today in the Western world. <laughs> 
we don't really like strangers coming and knocking on our door or staying at our houses, especially. But it was just a very different culture back then. And so Peter is kind of chilling on the outer court here and could probably see what was happening with Jesus, at least a little bit, because uh, he wanted to see what was going to happen to Jesus. And that's why he was sitting out there on uh, the outer court. And also Luke actually mentions that Jesus looked at Peter. So Jesus and Peter were able to see each other possibly at certain points. And so um, it says here in verse 69 that Peter is sitting on the outside uh, in the court and a maid came to him saying, you were also with Jesus the Galilean. So this would have been late at night. And it's possible that this particular maid, who was a servant girl, was possibly overseeing the strangers in the outer court. Because I was reading somewhere that sometimes they'd have maids or something oversee the strangers and stuff like that. So if this was a high priest, he probably had lots of maids. His, his house was probably very um, extravagant and stuff like that. So this could have been a maid that was just overseeing everything happening on the outer court. And um, there was a fire that was there as well to warm up everybody and stuff like that. So this maid sees Peter and she comes up to him and she's like, you were also with Jesus, the Galilean. And I don't know if she, this maid is accusing Peter or not. She's, she might just be asking him a question or might've seen Jesus at one point and seen Peter with Jesus or who knows. But this, this woman, this maid is asking Peter, you were also with Jesus, like making a statement, like I saw you there. So it's not likely that she is condemning Peter or anything like that. And maybe she was, but probably not. She was just a servant girl who might have just overseen this area of the outer court or something like that. But it says here that even though this girl was talking only to Peter, that Peter denies it before them all in verse 70. So loudly, <laughs> loudly Peter denies it to this girl and he says I don't know what you're talking about so loud that everybody in the court who was there sitting next to the fire and everything could hear Peter even though this this woman was only talking directly to Peter and maybe um Maybe nobody was even paying attention to what was happening. And Peter just starts making a scene by talking very loudly just to make sure if anybody heard this, I have to make sure they that they know that I I am not with Jesus or anything like that. So loudly before them all, he denies what this girl is saying. And he says, I do not know what you're talking about. And he also is avoiding the question here. So he's just saying, I don't know what you're talking about. And so then it says that he goes out to the porch and this porch was probably a different area. Maybe he wanted to retreat a little bit to feel more secure. And the funny thing about all of this was, was that this, this servant girl <laughs> probably wouldn't have done anything even if Peter had been, yeah, I was with Jesus. Even if Peter had said that he was with Jesus just to this girl, this girl would have been like, oh, okay, all right, <laughs> whatever, or anything like that. I don't know. But uh, we, we don't know what that girl was thinking, but she likely would not have put Peter in any danger whatsoever because she was just a servant girl. She was just a servant girl. And so there was really no danger there for Peter. But Peter was feeling danger because he was seeing what was happening to Jesus and maybe seeing that they were beating him and screaming at him and doing whatever else. And so Peter was scared for his own life. And so he denies this girl's claims publicly and loudly. So it says now that in verse 70, he decides, or I'm sorry, verse 71, that he retreats out to the porch. And I don't know, I don't know how houses were set up back then, but likely this outer court and the porch were a different area. So it says he, he retreats a little bit because he's probably scared. And so he decides to 
to go out onto the porch. It says here someone else saw him while he was retreating to the porch. And it says here that uh, that person said to the people that were with him, they were like, this man was also with Jesus of Nazareth. So whatever was happening in the courts of the temple was probably a big deal. And maybe there was a lot of people gathered because they wanted to see what was going to happen to Jesus. I mean, Jesus was a very public figure and stuff like that. So maybe there was a lot of people gathered in the outer court to kind of see what was going to happen with Jesus and everything. And maybe there were people there that kind of remotely knew Jesus or knew what he looked like and maybe knew what his disciples looked like. So likely this person who saw Peter and is talking to his friends was like, look, that guy over there who's walking away, he was one of Jesus's disciples. And he was like, this man was with Jesus of Nazareth. So again, Peter denies it with an oath this time. And so he's denying it and he says, I don't know the man. So he's denying it with an oath. And you know what it says in the Bible about making oaths. You're not supposed to make them and stuff like that because people can't keep them. But Peter makes this claim with an oath and he's like, I don't know the man. So he's calling somebody who he followed for several years a man, like just the man. He's not calling him Jesus or anything like that. Like this was somebody that Peter revered greatly, right? Like he was taught everything by Jesus. And now he's calling Jesus just a man. He's just like, I don't know this man. Like imagine doing that to one of your friends. You know, if you were best friends with somebody and they got in trouble for something and you were just like, I don't know that girl. Or imagine if they did that to you, if you got in trouble for something and it wasn't your fault and one of your best friends was like, I don't know that girl or that boy, instead of calling you by your name. Like that would that would be very hurtful if your best friend did that and just called you, uh, you know, not even your name and stuff like that. So that's what Peter is doing here to Jesus. He says, I don't know that man. So then it says after a little while, so likely uh, maybe an hour or so passed, it says that people who stood by came and said to Peter. So <laughs> it's possible that people in this area might just be tormenting Peter a little bit because they keep hearing him like his frustration and his fear and stuff like that. And they're just coming up to Peter and being like, no, you definitely were there. You know how people do that to each other. And so it's, it's possible that some people were kind of tormenting Peter a little bit. And it says here that there were some other people that were standing by Peter and they came up to him and they're like, surely you are a disciple of Jesus. And so these guys are like, you're definitely one of Jesus's disciples. You have a very thick Galilean accent. He's like, you're definitely one of Jesus's disciples because you come from the region of Galilee, and that's where his disciples come from. And so the Galilean speech, I th I think, was considered to be very ugly. I actually read somewhere that says that the Galilean speech was considered kind of ugly to the Israelites back then. It was different. It was kind of almost like uh, the Cockney accent uh in England or the Southern accent in America, you know, when we hear somebody up here in my region that has a Southern accent, we definitely know that person is from the South. And same with uh, England, you know, that somebody that has a Cockney accent is uh, part of London. So when these people are coming up to Peter, they're like, you're from Galilee. We can tell by the way you're talking. You have a different accent than we do. You're not as polished as us and stuff like that. So there's, they're, they're literally telling Peter, like, we know, give up the act. Like, we can tell by your accent that you are from Galilee and that you are one of Jesus's disciples. Give it up. And so it says here in verse 74 that Peter 
almost kind of loses his mind a little bit. He gets really scared and says that he begins to curse and to swear. And he's probably doing this to differentiate himself from Jesus because cursing and swearing is not considered to be polite. And Jesus was a very polite person. And so Peter is definitely swearing and cursing, possibly very vulgarly, to differentiate himself from Jesus and to make sure that people are like, oh, this this guy with his vulgar speech probably can't be one of Jesus's disciples or something like that. And so he curses and he swears and he says, I don't know the man. And this time he yells, I don't know the man after cursing and swearing. And it says, immediately the rooster crowed. And it says that Peter remembered everything Jesus had said, that before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. So then Peter remembers that he hears the rooster crow and he remembers everything and he realizes, oh my gosh, I just denied the Messiah three times. I just denied Jesus, my my best friend, three times. And so it says that he was so sorrowful, he went out and cried bitterly. So he was so upset and so sad over what he had done. He leaves that vicinity bawling. He was so upset. And it says, I think there was another uh, book of the Bible that actually said he cried for hours. Like he was so upset that Peter leaves that porch and just cries it all out. He was so sorrowful. And so this could have been anywhere from maybe three to four in the morning, because a lot of times I actually had to look this up to see when roosters crow in the morning. Now, some roosters crow all night. In fact, there is a rooster down the street from me (laughs) that crows all the time. And luckily, he's far away that you really can't hear him unless you're outside. Um, But he crows a lot. And, And when I have my windows open, I'm always hearing this rooster crow. And he's also a very scary rooster, because when I try to take walks and stuff, that rooster stares at me. And I'm telling you, like he has it out for me and uh (laughs) so uh hopefully i don't get attacked by that rooster down the road anytime soon but anyway uh roosters typically if they're not super vocal they tend to crow a couple hours before sunrise happens and since back in jesus's day i'm sure there was not a ton of light pollution Uh, the rooster would have been crowing as soon as he starts sensing the sun coming up. So that would be somewhere around four in the morning. And finally, that is when Peter recognizes everything that's going to happen. Now, morning is breaking. This also shows that morning is about to happen and Jesus is about to move on to his official trial because the trial that happened at night was actually not legal. This was not a legal trial Jesus was going through. So he is about to go through an official morning trial in the next chapter. So join me on Tuesday and we're going to discuss Jesus's official trial in the next chapter. So friends and faithful listeners, I uh, hope that you're enjoying the Matthew series of the P40 Ministries podcast. And if you are, please rate the podcast five stars and also write a review and uh, maybe even share a podcast episode to your social media platforms. But I ask that you guys have a fantastic week and that you are blessed. Happy listening and God bless.